You are listening to us, Unscripted Stories, brought to you by Northwestern University's Multicultural Student Affairs. We are recording at the traditional homelands of the people of the Council of Three Fires, the Ojibwe, Potawatomi, and Adawa, as well as the Menominee, Miami, and Ho-Chunk Nations. Welcome to another episode of Unscripted Stories. Uh, I'm your host, Aaron Golding, Um, ECM Pronouns, and I work in Multicultural Student Affairs. Um, I'm joined today by Alex Mana. Um, you want to say hi? Hi. Alex is a office assistant, and what year are you? I'm a second year. Second year student here. Um, we're joined here by our guest, Daphne Wampa. Um, Daphne, you want to say hi? Hi. Um, let's get started. Uh, Daphne, do you mind just telling us a little bit about who you are, what is your role, um, where do you work out of, and how can you be reached here? Okay, so (laughs) my pronouns are she, her, hers. I work in multicultural student affairs as an administrative assistant, um, SAGE, student advisor, budgets coordinator person. So I have many roles. Um, What was the other question? Um, Where do you work out of and how can folks find you? I work out of the temporary Black House right now at 1856 Orrington, but normally I'm in the, at 1914 Sheridan Road. That's where I'll be back in the fall again. Um, that's, I am housed with, wait, I'm zoning out. That's just where I work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't think of anything else about that. Um, and can folks like stop by to see you? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, okay. Cause I didn't know we're putting our emails out there or numbers. Okay. So the best way is just to stop by. It'd be kind of cool though. I was thinking about having people start making appointments so I can really give them quality time. Um, so yeah, I, I don't mind drop-ins at all. As a matter of fact, I, I love when people, especially students come by to see me. Great. Doors always open when I'm, I love my door open. Yeah. Cool. Um, where's home for you? Hmm, that's a hard one. So here is home, right? Um, married, we raised our kids here. We have a home in Evanston. I'm from Los Angeles though. So my heart has always been like when people say, where are you from? LA, where's your home? It's LA. That's how I feel spiritually, but, um, based here in Evanston. Daphne, can you tell us a little bit about what led you here to Northwestern? Oh, to Northwestern, that's interesting. Um, We used to have our own business, and around when our last kid started kindergarten, I was like, you know, honey, I'll just go back full time. And I wanted something close to home so that I could get to the kids if something happened. And so that's part of what led me to Northwestern. But what happened was I started working in the School of Ed. I was in the graduate program, and I didn't realize, because I never had a job where I could really interact with people. I had some retail stuff, but like where I really was able to interact with students and grad students. And I noticed that I enjoyed, you know, like helping them, talking to them, learning about them. And it made me want to stay here, like to make sure I have roles where there are students around. Mm -hmm. Was there something about higher education or this that like drew you to here? No, um, I never thought about like I'm more of I was a journalist a journalism major more like organizational behavior and management is my background but I didn't think about the field until I started working in student affairs so I was in academic student affairs when I was in the school of ed and I I just it's never been like something at the forefront of my mind until um 
like a little bit after I moved over here and I realized that I needed to learn more in order to be able to at least work in the area. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I, my master's will be in public policy, so I'm not, I didn't want to really narrow myself in that route, partly because of where I am in, at this stage in my life. But um, yeah, I never, I didn't come in thinking student affairs. Mm-hmm. And you were a journalism major mm-hmm. when you were in college? What, um, what, it, was exciting to you about that or oh i'm a great i love feature writing Hmm. again the people aspect um i didn't we ended up i got married early and we ended up with kids and stuff so i never really totally pursued it but Mm -hmm. throughout the years i have you know written part-time for different publications poetry and things like that but i really love doing and it's funny because i was thinking about reaching out to local places just to do feature stories about like local community residents because i have a way of pulling people out yeah, you have a really good way of like, yeah, pulling people out. That's a good way to fr- phrase it. Like um, people want to open up or talk to you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'm too shy to reciprocate. You know, like <laughs> when it's my turn, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to do it. <laughs> do you find it's easier to, um, I guess, be on the like interviewer side of that conversation? I do, and I enjoy it. And I love just being able to show others what the beauty of the person you know, that, yeah, oh, wow, this is just coming out. Mm. Mm-hmm. I feel that way, too. I feel like it's easier to, not easier, but I enjoy listening to other people's um, stories. I like to hear what, they, what they're what they thinking about or what they have to say. Like, it, um, I don't know, it re- it's rewarding to me in some way, which sounds strange. Yeah, I was telling Sydney about you. She's, an, or they're another OA, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, no, I haven't met. Aaron, I was like, oh my goodness, you're missing out <laughs> because of that, like uh, how you draw people out. Mm. Yeah. So you were in the School of Education um, and then you found your way to Multicultural Student mm-hmm. Affairs? What happened? That story is interesting. Our, there have been some title changes over the years, but the person that was in charge of MSA was titled Executive Director. And they also taught at the School of Ed they, I don't know, they might still be there as a professor, as faculty, right? And I would have to help with scheduling classes and all different types of things, so we worked together a lot. And they one day approached me and said, the person before me was leaving, and I always wanted to work in the Black House. And, um, and, I, and she really appreciated my work, like my work ethic and how I, I got things done quickly and, and said I should probably apply and so I did apply, and I ended up working here. And it was really funny because the person before me was here 40 years, amazing woman, and I was really nervous about stepping into those shoes. But it really just all fell into place. You know, I was able to get <clears throat> acclimated, kind of create my own space with the students that were there at that time. And um, it just, it was a great transition. A lot, there's been a lot of changes over the years, but the my relationships with the students that hasn't changed. You know, it, it's pretty constant. How long have you been working with MSA then? Since February 18th, 2013. 2013, yeah. yeah. So you've seen um, a lot of folks come through um, and you've, you've been in the Black House the whole time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that experience been like for you? I guess mm. th- this... Mm. having that Mm, it's been awesome um gosh because sometimes I sit even at the school of ed it was cool again with the students like I think about 
all the students I've met throughout the years, um, watching them grow. It's like watch, you know, no one's in my heart more than my own kids, right? But it's great to be able to extend a part of it to the students. And so, like I said, when they come in as freshmen, and some of them still have bows or whatever and little backpacks with things attached to it that are fuzzy. But then, <laughs> and then toward the end, watching like, oh, I'm taking senior pictures and oh, I'm going on this interview and oh, you know, and then the between the relationships and the, like, I don't get into like personal relationships, but just the general stories. And um, it's been, it's just good. And in that space, it was, it's my heart is there because I I went to Loyola up the street and I remember I know a lot of the alum and I know like I remember like experiences on this campus because back then a lot of times this, the schools would get together more and like party and whatnot and so I, when I w- started working there I already had like a, a soft spot for the space and the students and the history it just it has like a vibe you know just like a, a great warm historical like you can feel you can hear the voices of all the students in the past like laughing and talking the music playing the different decades it's just so it'll be interesting to see if it's still there when they renovate it so that's how did I answer that yeah yeah and you said when you were a student uh there was like more community between Loyola and Northwestern students like you were up here coming to events and stuff like that not only a few okay yeah but the community, more people did because I had to work and stuff. So there was definitely more like campus hopping mm-hmm. back in the day. Now it's everything is so siloed. Mm-hmm. No. What was your um, experience like in college and at Loyola? How oh, Loyola. I was talking to somebody else about this yesterday because we had we went to an alumni game, black student alumni. I had a, a great time. I transferred there I, from a junior college and. I even in the JC I was really involved like with program board and writing for the paper and and I did that at Loyola as well. I was involved with like the radio station. Um, I was involved with all the the. I truly carried the Jesuit spirit in terms of like Hunger Week and trying to to reach out and help. So and the faculty I had my own good experience. So I mean there were things that were going on like we were also like picketing for a space for black students. And now they have a, a room. We have a room over there. But um, I've just never been one to, I mean, I'm, I realize the problems, but I try to maintain and stay optimistic and just get involved in things I like to do. So I had a great experience there. Yeah. I met my husband there. Yeah. Is there anything about, I guess, do you reflect on your experience um, at Loyola while working oh, as you work here yeah. and think about what students are going through? I think the, the this is both a gift and a curse. Like, I'm the type of person I remember what it's like to be, like, a child, a middle school, a high school, a college student. And then I have this unique, um, I grew up, like, on South Side, or in South Central L.A., but then I moved here to Illinois and lived in the North Shore. So I have like all these, I'm Greek, you know, these different pockets of identities. So <laughs> so I feel like all those things and plus remembering like and remembering how it felt to be at certain levels helps me. That's how I'm able to talk and understand sincerely. And I always worry, I hope it doesn't seem fake, but it's like, no, I really get where people are coming from. Do you ever think about going back to L.A.? <laughs> Uh, people ask me that. Someone else asked me that this morning. Um, that's the other thing about this job. I feel like there's always people coming in and you're talking. But um, 
my older daughters, our older daughters live there. You know, it's funny. I love our home here. It's beautiful here. I'm not, I don't like the Midwest. Um, I don't think about going back permanently yet. Because that, you know, but sometimes I do. It really depends on, yeah. I just want to be able to enjoy our place, the home that we bought, fix it up, enjoy the seasons some more. You kind of answered this already, but uh, just ask it again and see if there's any um, anything else that comes to mind. Um, but how has your identity shaped who you are at Northwestern? I've always, um, one thing I believe in is like folks have a core and you keep that core. That's how you get through life because there's a lot of stuff hitting you all the time. So, and I've kind of like expanded it as things happen. So I've always been... Uh, Charlie and Mary's daughter, I'll put that, and my brother's little sister, but definitely black girl from L.A. or from Compton slash L.A. That's my, I'm proud to be black. I I'm, I believe in everything blackness. <laughs> um, so that's, that's definitely something I bring. And then as a, you know, then I got married, and so then I'm a mom, right, and a wife. That is a strong really super strong part of my identity and I bring I don't know if I bring that here but people know that that's a strong I feel very strongly about my children our children um and I feel I love my husband to death um so that is I bring they're the strength I bring when I come like I always whenever I go like this I'm thinking about you know and then so what other parts of my identity Faith. I bring faith without pushing it on people. I try to, whatever everyone believes, that's fine, but I try to walk so that people might want to be whatever I am, but I'm not going to be out there, you know. Um, and what other identities do I have? And the rest I did, I'll talk about already, like mm-hmm. the Greek. Greek, I, I am a Delta, and I love being a Delta, but my first identity is always going to be Daphne, black girl <laughs> from, you know, well, thank you. Is there anything else you'd want people to know? Come by, visit. Um, I'm not a therapist, but I'm there. <laughs> I always premise that whenever students come by. Look, <laughs> this is strictly Daphne. Um, and, and you know, just realize that MSA, we're a team. That's really important to me, that I'm not the only voice in the office. There are other people that are really great and can offer so much wisdom. Um And we are here for those that are marginalized on campus. Well, thank you, Daphne, for stopping by and chatting with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It was cool. Thank you for listening to us on Scripted Stories. You could find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Support for this podcast is provided by Joe Scaletti, Emma Salen, Sydney Hastings-Smith, Saeed Resco, Alex Mana, Austin Gardner, Rafael Contreras, Juliet Sparza, with support from Vishnu Venagopal, Linda Luck, and Aaron Golding. Subscribe to hear more from us.